You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Cannabis, brought to you by AK, Perp Scarps, man. I'm just going to go straight to the executive producer, dude, up in, up in AK, uh, Alaska, right? Perp Scarps is growing the dank in Alaska, is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. I, was just, I don't want to give them away, though. That's too specific. There's not a lot of people there, so. Yeah, there's uh, not a lot of space in Alaska either, you know? <laughs> Could be well, anywhere. You grow in Alaska, can't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Legal, legal to grow your own? Yeah, you've been able to do that for a long time, actually. All right. I remember yeah. that was one of those guys... one of those places where I was like, "Really? Yeah, weeds weeds uh, decriminalized in Alaska? Mm, I'm still not going to live there." <laughs> no offense. It's one of the I could li- I could live there. I would. I just you got to be having a rotating schedule. Sometimes you know. I think if I move again, that uh, I got to go beach. Um, but it is kind of shocking to be at the beach when you barely get there. I'll tell you what. I think I said it before in the show. I visited the beach down. You got relatives and family down in South Florida. I was down in South Florida and hadn't been to the beach in over a year. And they're just, I'm just really not used to seeing the ladies walking around in bikinis. I'm just like, oh, man, what? Oh, man, what? Okay, I got to get used to this, man. I got to get used to it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll, All right. I can get used to that. <laughs> so let's see here. Let's kick into it, man. This week in Cannabis, guys, we got a bunch of news stories here, some opinionated, some, uh, I got some hot off the, uh, not press, but word of mouth from a, a <laughs> grower down south, we'll say, down southern Colorado that spewed his opinion on a few different things I'd like to share with the crew. Yeah. Uh, what, <clears throat> what do you got? You got a little bit of notes here or something with uh, what, Walmart commercials? <laughs> I just got to tell you, man. I'm watching this. I turned on the TV this morning and I was watching, I don't know, just a commercial came on and I got to just stop turning on the TV. It's like some new weird habit I've gotten into, kind of wake up with the television. And so I see this kid, it's a Walmart commercial, and the kid has an orange, and he's banging the orange against the table. It's like a school kid, maybe seven, eight years old. He's banging an orange against the table, and he's like, huh, that doesn't work. And then so magically, zing, he has now his orange slices in a Ziploc bag. And he's like, oh, now I know what to do. And he opens a Ziploc bag and he eats them. And I'm like, what, what is happening? What is going on here? <laughs> I mean, th- that orange was in a wrapper that biodegraded, a really cool, perfect wrapper that nature made for it. And instead, he's got, they, they're selling, selling you plastic bags. So that was just my, um, what the fuck moment. So there, there you yeah. go. <laughs> I give that a little bit of what the fuck as well. I thought whole, there was a story out. I don't know if you brought it up or had it on the show where Whole Foods was repackaging some type of fruit. And people brought it up and like to. That was an orange. Got it then, that was an orange. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, okay, guys. And they corrected it. Like, we agree. We agree. Yeah. We well, well, Walmart decided, they go, hey, you are right. Our, our, our people will love that. <laughs> We're going to make a commercial about it. Oh, that's awesome. I just thought I that been... might get the dude's feathers ruffled up, you know? 
What I do before I, you know, I like to prep my bananas. I love bananas. So I just peel them, slice them, and put them in plastic bags. And then I eat them like five minutes later. You know, they're ready to go. Nice. So, nice. I, all right. Well, I had to I had, have to get into what's fresh on my, my mind. I had a, uh, a grower I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, you know, I it's fairly, I don't know if I want to call him a fairly large-scale grower, but just a grower um, that's been, that grows down south. I think, you know, in the, the springs, maybe down in Pueblo, all that area down southern Colorado. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just uh, bringing up some points because I was, I was bringing up uh, full legalization and this and that. And we, we're getting into it a little deep, but he was over – you know, just in and just to be blatant, he's like, dude, and this is the Cubans are fucking it up down there. And this is his opinion. And then also, hey, that's I mean, racialist, like, man. But hey, I'm, no, I, I understand. What, I was just talking to somebody recently. It's it's a crew is what it is. This guy, the the head of that crew. I shouldn't say I'm sorry. Maybe not. Watch it now. Yeah, yeah. There's some guy in Miami, and Miami Dade is, you know, that's where Scarface was, you know, like that's where it was, you know, thought up and all that. Um, but this guy in Miami Dade who happened to run a hydro store, uh, he got caught. His public knowledge got got raided, and I guess yeah, the 24 mil. Yeah, or whatever. 24 mil. It's the biggest seizure uh-huh. ever. You know. Yeah, big, we covered that shit. Yeah, but I mean, that's you know, I mean, and that's like a. I don't know. I won't say. I won't say anything else. But I think there's a lot of guys that that you know have a recipe. From what I'm to understand, there's a big crew, you know crew that comes in. They speak no English at all. They hand you a photocopied piece of paper that has a recipe on there for Fox Farm, uh, Ocean Forest, <laughs> seven gallon pots, this and that, and. That's it, and that's not you know. Sorry, man, but that's not making our community any better. Well, when we put a dozen people in a house and, and and have them do that, it's that's closer to enslavement than anything else, in my opinion. Well, this uh, we'll call him uh, whatever a seed grower, Southern Colorado grower. He's getting paranoid to the point where when he's going to some of the hydro stores in the springs and stuff, a couple bigger ones down there that. It's like, dude, I don't even, you know, I get paranoid it's about my even my, my plates now. He's like, it's only a matter of time, if not now, where we're going to go back to where they're starting to follow people um, to their grows, et cetera, because of the activity of these crews. As you know, and he's like, I'll be at the hydro store and I will see. He's like, I've seen at one point three Florida plates. He's like, these guys aren't laying low at all, man. They're like in their fucking Escalade with their wheels and like all this. He's like, I, as a grower, have always been taught to lay low. And, you know, if you've seen this guy, it doesn't does not look like a grower at all doesn't drive and we've had uh um the captain actually talk about how to you know who is over in a, in a non-friendly state about how to not you know but you don't if you're growing you don't want to play the part to your neighbors out in the community depending on you know of course i'm growing by state law completely small little grow i'll walk out of my house with a you know weed wallpaper t-shirt i don't give a shit right uh but depending on what you're doing then he's saying these guys down there are going into you know neighborhoods with five hundred thousand dollar houses setting up a huge grow not scrubbing any other air making the whole block stink just like blatant stuff that right why, being a why bad are you neighbor. doing that yeah, and bringing not only that, just bad for the industry. It's bringing the attention when like they're 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 blowing up. He's like they're blowing up transformers. It's like I had to pay sixty five hundred dollars for power upgrade, and you know what? The, the, when the utility company came, they're, they're not going to try and rat on you. He's like they're just thankful that you're spending the money to be safe 
that you're, you know, you're giving them work to do. I'm sure they have plenty of work to do, but you're not trying to go the roundabout way. I mean, people think of something, you got to think of something real simple that's going to create a real big sore thumb for us growers. Transformer blows up. Let's say the grass is dry below it. There's a wind. Next thing, we have a major news story about an illegal grow that blew up a transformer that has caused 200 acres of forest, you know, whatever. Right. Got to think ahead about how the media is going to handle this shit. And uh, it just wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't cool as far as hearing, you know, and, and I guess there's a rush maybe. I don't know, Scotty, what you think. Maybe there's a rush that they're saying, look, we still only have this amount of time before the market just goes down too far or too much legalization happens that we got you know we can still make money so let's blow it up hard now yeah i mean i think it's that hey look you you know whatever fucked up situation happens in florida you know where you owe me money or i'm gonna freaking you know if you want your the rest of your family to come over here then you better do this for me i mean it's not really nice shit that goes on it's really nasty you know human trafficking control things where they say look this is what you're going to do to earn your freedom you're going to go sit in a grow house in colorado springs for two years and you're going to earn fifty thousand dollars and i'm going to bring the rest of your family over you know or 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 you're not and you're my enemy (laughs) like one of those two yeah but you know no options yeah yeah things like that happen and and so you know these guys end up you know a lot of them are really coerced into you know it's the same thing in mendocino you know uh, up in northern california there's these camps of of mexicans and and whatnot that are just uh they're living in terrible conditions you know they find ramen noodles and bottle you know and 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 water and that's pretty much what what they get to live on and they sit there for you know months and months you know harvest you know what is three four months you know they'll hang out there that's not a great quality of life no hell no and it i I, I get that angle. I'm not saying that's, you know, but the, they're ruining it for other people. You know, you have, you is... have your brother Jude. Or I mean, I have my brother Jude. Sorry. <laughs> you have your brother Trip. Right. And so this, you know, this Southern Colorado grower has a friend who has a brother who's on the drug task force. Okay. And he's like, you know, guys, I, I, I don't want to have to look at you guys. I like, you know, meth. I like to mess with heroin people. I like to, you know, but... The organized crime has come into this area so heavily from other say. states it, it, that it, we're, we're forced to look at all of you now. It's just organized crime. And organized crime takes, you know, it, when there's a black market to be exploited, organized crime is there. So all that's really happened is they've gone from, you know, grow camps in Mexico and, and you know, wherever the hell they were growing all the cannabis to just doing it domestically and smuggling the people inside the United States to do it. But it, it, you know, any nothing else has really changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a break, man. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Just hearing some news and info through the grapevine. So just be careful down there if you guys are in Southern Colorado, the Springs, and further south. Uh, what you got going on? What you got growing on? And if you ain't scrubbing it, this would be a good time for me to give a shout out, dude. Don't make your shit stink. Can fan it up. And get some canned carbon filters up in there if you're growing. Sure. Uh, you know, it's one thing for me. I rarely have any smell in my sealed environment except when I get close to harvest. I'm not sweating it. I don't use a carbon filter. But you're hanging up lights. Maybe you're doing something that's a little bit below the radar. Make sure it stays below the radar, man. So And not only for air. law enforcement, but when you're at that grow store and you're worried about your plates, don't think that there ain't rippers, you know, organized crime rippers that, that know exactly what to do with with 100 pounds you know that that's the problem that we have with cannabis is that it's not like 
if I have a bunch of, I, I don't know, televisions, I'll go with something that's pretty easy to, you know, if I got a, a hundred televisions sitting in a warehouse somewhere, well, I still have to sell those and they have serial numbers and I very well might get caught selling one of those hundred televisions and, and, you know, have a problem. It's not like that with cannabis. It's all black market. So if you catch them, you know, sometimes you catch people with drugs. Sometimes you catch people with cash. It don't matter. It's all good, man. It's all, you know, it can all be very easily converted to cash here. And the, the government's put us in that fucked up situation. All right. You said it now. You said it now. Real quick, then. We'll see if it goes real quick because I don't need, This is this week in cannabis. Sometimes we jive or the show goes wherever. But the government, you said, put us in that situation. So I told this grower, I'm for full legalization, man. I'm tired of this crap. People get in trouble. We'll eliminate this black, you know, the organized crime stuff. Um, with full legalization. Now, keep in mind, when you hear that on this show, I'm talking about I want everybody to be able to grow. If you're not able to grow, you know, then you, you're, you don't, yeah, that's not good. It's not cool. Not everybody's going to be able to grow, but I'm hoping in a perfect world that enough people will grow to, ha- to support their own little network of friends, neighbors, family, and that people won't be forced because this grower is majorly concerned with, well, wait till big tobacco gets their hands on it. Then it's under the jurisdiction of the ATF oh, yeah. and then nobody can grow. And, you know, he's like, I got a, a buddy just like your brothers in Wall Street. That This guy manages the green money. And he's like, you don't even know what's coming at you guys, man. There's so much money to try and, you know, and we got some of this in the news coming up. But I don't see why, if you're allowed to grow your own, that I'm that concerned with it myself as a grower i mean and we all talked about like if you can i don't know if you can take care of a fish tank which a lot of people can't (laughs) if you can keep a pet alive maybe you could probably grow not your own cannabis fairly affordably although there are restrictions there you know there's hoas that don't allow it there's um you know municipalities there's four city of fort collins that says you can only use no you know led and fluorescent lighting no hid lighting you know so right. but people what about if you, what about if you could go to the store and just buy your pack of marlboro greens or whatever instead it's pretty easy to do that i mean there's a lot of things you could brew your own beer if you want it's not that hard i mean you can get into it it's gonna be it. the same thing sure people, people can do, do that it, I mean, what, what's wrong with that the, the, no. we'll use the because there's so many cross um, on the non-medicinal side, where I could go to the store and buy my six-pack of PBR, I used to do that a lot. And then I was like, I don't want to drink all this preservatives and all this other shit. Um, you know, and I hope if PBR hears this and I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Come on the show. Be a guest. But uh, it's it'll be the same. You know, I, I, Blue Ribbon has t- 63 employees total. It's a fucking Miller brand. So I don't, I don't have any love for PBR. They, they have 63 well, employees and they're all in branding. So... <laughs> well, regardless, like you said, it'll, th- at that point, it'll be a choice of I can't picture, uh, you know, big tobacco growing this plant with all the love. And, you know, I, I'm sure I would see, you know, I'd be thinking imichloroprid and large fields of just uh, not a good end product oh, he, at all. Hang on one second. Where is it at? I put something on there on today's uh, show because I thought, here you go. Number seven. Let's jump right into it, cool. baby. Hit it. Hang on. Well, now it's got a load now. But this one says, the effects of irradiation on cannabis. Research looks at effects of irradiation on cannabis. And this is so they can grow the cannabis with tons of powdery mildew on there and tons of pathogens and, you know, make a really dirty product. And instead of growing a clean product, they're just going to irradiate it. (laughs) 
and uh, yeah, it'll destroy a little bit of the terpenes, but it won't change it much at all. And this is the kind of shit you should expect from big, you know, when big tobacco comes into the game. It just says new research. Gamma irradiation. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, it might, maybe it sounds terrible. Maybe it's, you know, not so bad. I don't know, but I don't like the way that sounds. And I don't like the, you know, I mean, so this is, you know, the way, the fact that this kind of research is going on, it's okay. It's, it's, I mean, maybe they're just trying to figure out a way to keep you safe from powdery mildew. So I don't mind that the research is going on, but it just scares me. Like, this is the way I think like craft food thinks and, uh, you know, Arthur Daniels Midland Corporate, you know, the big giant companies, the guys that developed way, the guys that fixed your wheat for you, you know? <laughs> I mean, they've, yeah. yeah, they fixed your tomatoes for you. So. It might not be a bad thing, like you said. It's just something to be concerned about as far as, uh, you know, and that's something they're probably looking at, like you said, obviously for in the future mass production or maybe if you buy, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the take would be on it. But if it doesn't uh, completely create bad things, it's interesting research. More and more research needs to continue to be done. Agreed. And this one's legitimate. So this isn't from, you know, the Advanced Nutrients you know Facility. This is from uh, <laughs> Frontiers in, in Ethnopharmacology, which is a journal. That sounds racialist to me. I don't know about that, man. But it does sound a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so these are these are the legitimate scientists that are talking about trying to decontaminate medicinal marijuana, and uh, yeah, so they, they're talking about uh, testing it for changes in cannabinoids, terpenes, and moisture content. And they said they when they irradiated the bud, they found no changes in THC, CBD, or moisture content, and a minimal damage to a few terpenes present on the cannabis. So. Uh, you know, it looks like they're going to probably continue this kind of research. It looks like they, they're getting positive, positive results. And look, maybe this is okay for, you know, trying. I know they have this like amphotoxin or something. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but like something that gets on wheat and is really toxic. So, you know, if it's something like that that they're trying to do to control, you know, when they get, you know, train loads or, or just, you know, you know huge uh, silos full of cannabis, uh, is it going to have to pass through one of these irradiation machines? Maybe. And that's the kind of stuff that really, like, I, we've got to protect our rights to grow our own. Because I don't want mine to go through an irradiation machine. Maybe there's nothing the matter with it, <laughs> but I just don't want mine going through it. I want mine grown with that's natural microbes in my backyard. There might not be anything wrong with walking through those x-ray machines at the airport that seem like zoom, you know, rays through your body, but I don't like doing it. I think you can still request to go through the other ones. Since I have kids, I usually always go through the uh, the metal detectors. Right. But I've definitely, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, and I don't even know. I might call them fact when you read about. Uh, but yeah, the know, conspiracy what, theories like uh, x-rays, if you, you know, cons consistent dosage of x-rays will cause cancer and that you're only you're supposed to limit your exposure to them. But, you know, yeah, I mean, that is, you know what I heard? I, I stopped myself because I heard flying just because when you're up, you know, whatever, 31, 32,000 feet in the air, I heard you're exposed to radiation up there as well. So. Kind of, kind of interesting factoid, dude. All right. Well, will you guys think deeply about irradiation of cannabis? Let's take a quick break here. Check it all out at dudegrows.com. Comment on any of these news stories if you'd like. Just look in the show notes, episode 277. 
and we will be back to cover some more hot off the press, man. Hot off that? What are you? It's not hot off the press anymore. What's? How do you say it for the internet? I don't. Hot off the hot off the webs. Hot off the interwebs. There you go. I like that. The interwebs. Right, we'll be right back, guys. All right. You can't complain when you strain Sucks up all the nudes again Steak and potatoes and recharge Are getting all sucked up again And I'm filling up my res Wander around where it went And I'm loading up my nudes again Thinking the buds are swollen, the buds are swollen Stays right on When Scotty Reel goes right off the tracks But pushing weight He's right on He'll crank that recharge straight up to 11 And I'm filling up my rails Wander around Where it went And I'm rolling up my nudes again Thinking The buds are swollen The buds are swollen Buds are swollen, them buds are swollen. Now I'm seeing wet, I'm seeing weight now. All right, so let's see, let me jump into a couple here. Number one, number one, this is from the Denver Channel 7 News, man. Drug Enforcement Administration. This is crazy compares Colorado grow houses to meth houses of the 90s. I don't even know what that means, man. Were, what, what, were the meth houses of the 90s worse than the meth houses of uh, the, what, what do I call these years, the 16s? I, I haven't seen them lately, but, uh, yeah, they used to have all that really good good footage where they, the whole thing would be a big hazmat. They'd have the hazmat team come in with their suits and everything and scare the shit out of everybody. Well, this seems like an agenda article, although 7 News, this is ABC, did cover both sides of it. So the DEA, comparing Colorado grow houses to meth houses. This is where first reported the Washington Post, um, the uh, DEA's comparison, which came in an unclassified intelligence report. The report states that there are hundreds of homes hidden in residential neighborhoods, and that since 2014, there has been a noticeable increase in organized networks of sophisticated residential grows in Colorado that are orchestrated and operated by drug trafficking organizations. Hmm, I did just talk about that, but I'll keep trying to do it here in the, uh, the uh, I don't know what voice this is. <laughs> Todd Reeves, commander of the North Metro Task Force, has seen the problem firsthand. Quote, these grow houses are extremely dangerous, said Reeves. Is there His any chance he's not a dick? <laughs> Watch it now. I, I, I disagree with uh, Scotty. I don't I'm know. I'm asking you, Sir a question. I don't know you, you at okay. all. I'm just asking. You did say, is there any chance? Yes. Fair enough. 
He said, uh, whose task force has uncovered more than 100 illegal grow houses in residential neighborhoods already this year. The reality is, as a task force, we're dealing with this, if not weekly, but bi-weekly. And it's just a matter of time, Scotty, before we start to see more deaths and things related to these types of activities. What does he mean by more deaths? I don't know. I was going to ask you that, too. But, I mean, like I said, if you government wants to, you know, leave it out there for... You know, it's, it's the lowest hanging fruit for for uh, organized crime, you know, is to get in get into this cannabis game. So if they want to leave it out there, I mean, of course, don't be surprised. Well, let me and just just remember to what we were talking about just earlier in the show here. Um, Reeves said this is the the the. The commander here. I don't know if commander is the right. Uh, yeah, commander of the North Metro Task Force. Seems pretty cool um, to he me. He's seen grow houses, grow homes covered in mold. Dangerous chemicals being used to fertilize plants, you know, and hash oil explosions that could have been deadly. Ooh. Now, you know, I could agree with yeah. some of that. True. Nobody wants a hash oil explosion, but this is where the bad apple, you know, the news hits it and makes these horrible spins that starts to get down to even affect potential voting and, you know, progressing our cause. Um, point, okay, here we go. Reeves pointed it to a Thornton home that was condemned last week after a marijuana grow house caught fire. They had been stealing power and the system overheated and caught fire. It was in this. This is kind of like where this next quote where they're just really pushing hard. It was only because of the quick response of the fire department that they were able to stop it from spreading to other houses, as making it sound like the whole neighborhood might burn down. Right. Uh, and one, one more thing here. And Parker. Now this is a uh, kind of not too far south, but a you know a southern a suburb of Denver. When R.J. O'Connor caught wind of a major grow home in his subdivision, he took action as president of the HOA board. You could come within a block and a half of that house, and the odor was so bad that it was almost nauseating. It was really, really, really strong, said O'Connor, who teamed up with town code enforcement to levy fines against the owner based on HOA covenants. And that's it. Eventually, the owner kicked out the tenants, cleaned up the grow, got it going on. So this stuff is fear-mongering to an extent, but there is some truth behind it, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you can't be a complete dick. If you're going to go into a nice neighborhood, uh, rent a house from somebody, and then not do anything about your odor, then... Yeah, you're asking for it. You're asking either asking to be robbed or asking for your neighbors to gang up on you. Well, let me give Normal's response because Normal's pretty badass, and I like at least that this news story did give you know didn't just end it there, and also put in um, you know Normal's response. I said the DEA's flat Earth position towards marijuana lacks credibility and is out of step with public and scientific consensus. At a time when more and more Americans are seeking evidence-based alternatives to marijuana criminalization, the DEA continues to rely on sensational and ineffective scare tactics that contribute to nothing productive to this ongoing, important nationwide narrative. I love it, man. Whoever wrote that's badass. Yeah, they should work for, like, normal or something, man. <laughs> it says, further, it may be argued that unregulated... Un- and this is, a, this is the point that I, we push, too. Further, it may be argued that unregulated grow operations will become less prevalent under marijuana regulation since cultivators of larger grows will be able to engage in legally regulated commercial endeavors and because consumers will be able to legally purchase products at retail facilities. Sure, a small minority of beer connoisseurs choose to brew their own at home, but no commercial outlets do. And most consumers choose to simply purchase the product at retail. So that's like such as myself. I mean, I buy all my Colorado brewed beer from all over. You know, I don't have any buddies that brew. I guess it's because there's so many 
good affordable options of really good local brew that I like to just go pick up, you know? Yeah, and it could be the same thing with cannabis where you're like, oh, I love this grower. You know, he does hazes just so awesome. And I know, what's the guy's name? Doug o- Doug Odell or whatever from uh, Odell's Brewery. He's, I've seen him talk. He's a normal dude. You know, I trust him. He looks like a, a really patient guy that gives a shit about quality. You know, I hear him talk about his beers and I get it that he gives a shit. And somebody like that, you know, just produce What's the difference between, you know, the beer and the cannabis? You know, they're both these craft, uh, you know, these things that people enjoy. They, they, they make them, it, it's, their, it's their, their craft. So I, I think there's a lot of parallels in the production. Hey, you know, I always used to bitch about all the ads popping up and stuff. Uh-huh. Looking at the news stories, I think they're getting better. I got a top banner here on this news story. Shop with the best, Monster Gardens. And then as I scroll down, there's some other stuff they're missing me on. Um, there is uh, one maybe. Heck, dude, they are getting better. There's a guy here on a road bike, and it says, ride 50-plus miles a week. You can save on life insurance. And then the last one is another Monster Gardens ad for 30% off nutrients. Damn, they're getting the shit tweaked out, man. Nah, they're still no they good with me. They're, they're, well, I don't know. They might know me. They, they just give me, like, hot chicks mug shots and ask me if I want to see more. <laughs> nice. Yeah, God. those are so weird. I like them. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't believe what this girl did in your your neighborhood. Yeah, that chick's like a little weird... too hot to be in prison clothes right there. Okay. Uh, all right, man. But well, I, I like think we're it. gonna get through all these. I know Scotty's got some uh, some recreational fun. It is Friday. You're going to a concert out yeah, there. Yeah, the Arise those Music guys Festival. Way to grow. Yeah, hanging out a little bit. I got. And you guys are going. I, I got one, man. Let's get, I'm going to keep you on point, man. I'm going to rock a couple here. But number four, this Idaho governor. Check, just check this out really quick, man. I checked it out. I read it, man. I got some shit to say. What How the know? hell does this guy mean? First off, Governor C.L. Butch Otter. His name is Butch Otter. Okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting it already it. sounds like he's anti-cannabis. Yeah. But he vetoed a bill that would have legalized the marijuana extract for patients with severe forms of epilepsy. I mean, that's the one thing where it's so clear that they're saying, hey, cannabis helps epilepsy. In a lot of cases, it cures it. She has this Dravet syndrome, which is one of the, like, that's the one that they're, that they're saying that they can cure. You know, so, I mean, it's like, or at least treat. And, you know, Otter says uh, the patient outcomes are more speculative than scientific. Who gives oh, a wait, shit, wait, wait. man? Quotes, These people are having says, seizures all day long. So let them try to smoke a little bit of weed. If smoking a little bit of weed helps them, I mean, even if it doesn't, let them try it. See, in quotes, he says, of course, I sympathize with the heartbreaking dilemma facing some families, trying to cope with the debilitating impacts of the disease. But then you're right. He just says a few sentences down, uh, the outcomes are more speculative than scientific. Like you said, man, fuck off, dude. They're not, and, and then, but look at this, Scotty. He's got, he's got, a, this got to be a little bit of, you know, they're trying to do this in an organized way, I think, so a lot of these upper ups can get paid because in the end of this article, he goes, he's issued an executive order authorizing the Idaho, Idaho Department of Health and welfare to study an FDA-approved access program for an experimental drug called Epidolex. Do you know what that, who, who that is? That's GW Pharmaceuticals. So you, you got to think there's some backroom meetings being like, all right, man, hold on. Well, let's figure out how we can do this right. But first, let me, make, let me get all my shares right. Let me make sure I get enough shares in GW. Yeah, and then, it's dirty, And homie. then we'll make sure. Sh- 
make sure we can get the the epidolex in here for people. Why don't let them have flour? Don't let them have, don't let them grow. Don't let them do other shit. But we'll we'll get this pharmacy shit in here, and we'll do good. We'll do good. All right, high five, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I'm just reading this other. One. Okay, we'll we'll just knock them down, but. Despite opposition, odds fa- odds favor Florida medical marijuana program. You should see that. Where you at? Where I'm, you at? I, oh, I got yeah, you. You, should- you got to give me the numbers, man. Number nine. I'm on it. Just the pure garbage that these people are, are spewing out here, man. I mean, what happens is it's all about money. So if the right side isn't getting paid, okay, the, the, they start uh, an association. Uh, this is the Florida Medical Association, the FMA. And they... Uh, now, where okay in a press re- in a recent press release announcing the group's oppos- opposition to the initiative uh, for legalization in Florida, uh, Tim Stapleton said there is nothing medical about this proposal, and the lack of scientific evidence that pot is helpful in treating medical conditions is far from inclusive. I mean, how the hell do you not see that? You know, do you not look and see that cannabis has, has treated uh, epilepsy? You know, I mean, there's okay if you're not going to fund studies, which I think a few have been funded, but if you're not going to fund studies. Look at the anecdotal evidence. Look at the people, the individuals that have tried it. That's all you got. Man, we need a pot, a cannabis. Sorry, not pot, but cannabis superhero that just swoops in. I don't know what we had somebody do some a, a pretty a few different op, uh, funny options for us back in the day. Just like swoops in and like gives Butch. Um, Butch should get uh, some some uh, seizure or not seizures, yeah seizures and epilepsy type shit. Let's just give it to him. Yeah, for a it while. needs to be like Joe yeah, Rogan. You know what I mean? He's all connected with the Hollywood people. He's kind of buff and stuff. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Somebody listening and said I'm uh, either I was like it was either dude or you guys are so busy busy riding Joe Rogan's crotch. Uh, that's <laughs> fine. You know he's pretty inspirational. I'll say, man. I oh, would dude, like. I'm fine. I responded back that it feels so good. Why not? <laughs> it's just somebody. I mean, dude, there's so many sellouts. As a matter of fact, I kind of was listening to him, and he was just reading a commercial. He used to always have commercials for shit that he actually, you know, gave a shit about. A lot of things, you know, like that Onnit company he even he owned, the coffee company he, he knows the owners of, and he was just shilling some crap, like some kind of watches or something. And he was, you could tell his heart wasn't in it, man. You know that that specific moment, you know, when you start to sell out. It actually got me thinking, dude. It really did. Wait, wait. In this story, if you can hold that thought, yeah. did you see how much money here? They go, for this reason, um, Big Pharma continues to invest in campaigns and bribe anyone willing to listen with millions of dollars every year in hopes of sabotaging the movement to legalize the leaf. In fact, reports indicate Big Pharma spent nearly $18 million in 2013 lobbying against and during the 2012 election um, drug companies greased the palms of federal politician or lobbying against marijuana uh, of federal politicians and special committees by the tune of nearly twenty two million. Yeah, man, man, they really they're, they 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 because it works so good, guys. Jeez, come on. But that, you know, as a business owner, it's not that difficult to think sometimes. You know to empathize with the government you know they got a lot of different problems they're trying to solve, and there's a lot of different people that will give the government money that will donate to the government if you say the right things to them. So they're not just going to say the right things to half the people. They're going to say the right things to everybody and take all that money. And that's kind of what this is. Yeah. No good, man. No good. All right. Let's, uh, let me cover one here before I do. I'll give a shout out to, uh, 
Source Vapes, guys. If you need to rock a vape pen, sponsor the show. Great quality products, I think. Scotty's got... Did you put any in the vault? Do you have any still? To, I uh, do. You know, you hey, we have to, to uh, announce our winner for... I owe, I owe one of the members a Source Vapes, and... Uh, Shoot, I don't have the winner on me. I'm sorry. I'll, I will announce it. I I promised I would announce it last week. I do have the the winner. I'll announce it Monday. We are trying. We're gonna by Monday, I believe we are gonna have our uh, our video dealio going. We're getting all our hardware up upgraded this weekend, so I'm kind of excited about that. But yeah, I think we do have a source vapes to give away. And uh, yeah, man, I, I tell you, somebody was asking about what my favorite one is, or, or actually, they were like, I know what Scotty's favorite one is. What's everybody else's favorite one? But they were talking about that Flostradamus. I will say that that Orb 4 is cool, man. The Orb 4 is like a, it's the exact same thing as the Orb 3. So it's a real just chill, like it looks like a normal, you know, a normal vape pen. You could use it anywhere and it fits in your pocket really good. But they took, instead of having threads that get all gummed up with, uh, you know, the wax can get in there and it's kind of hard to open it to repack it. They just put a really powerful magnet on there and it sucks it closed. You can rip, you can, oh, sweet. yeah, so it's really a cool idea. Those guys just keep on innovating over there. So the Orb 4, I would say, might be my new favorite. Although the XL All is right. my style. Well, I'll make a note here then. What are we, on Monday, we're going to, you're going to know who that Source Vapes is going absolutely. to? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. I do know who it's going like to. It. I just don't remember his freaking name right now. Caught me off guard, dude. All right. Well, then, uh, also, don't forget, really tough, even for me to remember sometimes, coupon code DUDE. If you guys are over there on Source Vapes, that's how we uh, get a little credit from you guys, giving them some credit. So, coupon code DUDE is SourceVapes.com. And as we're talking about coupons, just remember, uh, if you're a member, I am going to change up. You know, I kept that coupon code the same for members, but I will periodically change it up. So, take a look. There's going to be a new coupon code this week. We're going to expire the old one. Same discount, of course, right. but just got to keep it honest. All right. Let's me cover a few things here, man. I wanted to jump to a story. Get a little, got a little, a little frustrated almost with a few stories that, that all tie together here. Um, it's two and three. And this one's titled Homeless Coming to Denver for Pot Causing Havoc. On 16th Street Mall. 16th Street Mall, guys, is a like a, I don't know how many, six, seven blocks long area in downtown Denver where cars aren't allowed to drive. They have like a community uh, bus system, a fair amount of shopping, a little mini mall, bowling area, dining, a cool place to hang out, touristy. Some, I mean, it's not, locals enjoy it too. I've been down there many times um, and it's been in the news a lot lately. So they're saying that. We all here's I'll just read some of it. We all know we all knew it was happening, uh, and the guy behind the wild pipe attack confirmed it during an interview. There was a guy down in 16th Street Mall that went a little cray cray and took a PVC pipe and started beating on some people, and they got really good footage of it. And when anything gets really good footage like that, major news, a lot of people saw it. Um, it's really he hard he to beat here. somebody hard with a PVC pipe, though. It doesn't really hurt that bad. I don't. I'm sure it would hurt pretty bad. I mean, a lead, PVC, pi- you know, a metal pipe. Pi- I mean, you know, something like that. Even copper, but PVC. Well, that guy that did it said he came here because marijuana helps with his schizophrenia. Um, and he's like, "I'm sorry, the attack happened. Was my plan? Yeah, interview from jail. Yada yada." So um, he goes, and officials say urban travelers are coming to Denver for legal pot. Uh, probably around twenty to thirty percent of people say that they're coming here just because of legalized weed. All right, but let's so think about the, that for a second. You're a homeless guy. You can go anywhere, and then 
you know, you're, whatever. I mean, you're a bus ticket away from going anywhere. You got, you don't really have any ties. And they say, you know, oh man, let's, you can go to, uh, things are really good in Colorado. It's, it's blowing up over there. Let's go there. You know, there's people with money there. There's tons of weed over there. You can buy weed on the streets. Or, or I'm sorry, in stores rather, <laughs> even better. You know, I mean, the same things that attract other people uh, would attract homeless people, I think. You know, people like weed. Yeah, yeah. And they said it's also, they're, they're thinking it's a little seasonal. Like once we get really cold, you'll see a lot of people leave again. Makes sense, because, you too. Know, it's not comfort- comfortable to be out in freezing winter. Uh, but, you know, it, it, the problem with it all is, I guess, I don't know, I guess I kind of want to say enforcement. Um, there's things been going on down on 16th Street Mall, like that guy um, hitting people with the PVC. Another guy got attacked, they had on cameras. And when they try to put, you know, marijuana in the stories, it just, it, I guess it's part of the equation. I'm, I'm not going to ignore it. Kind of frustrating. But the other thing I was going to say, I've been down there and like walk, you know, late at night too. And I've, I've always felt safe. Now, you know, maybe I'm second guessing it. And people really like to say, what's happening? Why is all this happening? We need, you know, we need more uh, police, which they do. They do need some more policing. But people got to put, if, if I live there, you got to put up your own fight as well, man. You got to go out and police the streets. And I thought about, man, would I really do that? You know, you're putting yourselves in harm. Police way. the streets it's, for what? What are you going to do with the homeless people when okay. you find them? Okay, fair enough. In the sense when you know somebody's like on the extreme end, well, if more people were allowed to carry guns, we could have shot that guy with the PVC thing, and he could have laid in his own blood, and it would have made an example. Jesus, I don't agree. I, with want, that. I, I want more people carrying their own guns, but I hope they want to shot that guy. Guy didn't deserve to be uh, shot. He deserved to be medicated. Yeah, I, I just, I guess, I'm just saying that people need to step up a little bit more too. You know, a lot of times you'll see violent incidences, and you'll see, you know, a people. group of three people around filming, right. and it's like, come on, man! If you're gonna let them, that not just, I'm not saying all these are all homeless people. I don't know, but let these people take advantage of you, um, and and not fight back. And film it and then complain about there's not enough policing around. And then they're going to hire, and uh, this will be the last part of the story because, you know, it doesn't all tie into cannabis. But I think um, people in our, our network might have experienced this. They're going to hire private security guards. And that just makes me be like, oh shit, here it comes. I've been at concert events before, I've been at different types of like, I don't know, I don't want to say industry events. Right. You got to be real careful hiring private security guards. A lot of times, I've seen they like to use excessive force more than the police. They like to. Some of them are like those guys that they couldn't get into the military for whatever reason. Sure, they couldn't become a cop for whatever reason, and they really like to beat the shit out of people. They're not going to be able to carry guns or anything like that. But I don't know if you've had any instances where you've seen private security get out of hand. But uh, I've I've definitely seen it in a bad way where they they just think they have all the authority in the world, and it might even cause more freaking problems. But anyway. I don't think marijuana is a huge, a huge percentage of the problem. But, it's more, you know. Yeah, this this comes. Tough. This doesn't come down. To, like, I used to when I was younger. I knew this really cool. He's like a super Christian guy, but he's really cool. He smoked weed with me and stuff like that. And he just had a heart of gold. And he would go volunteer at these home. He was the guy that at Thanksgiving would go and he'd be late for Thanksgiving because he went and volunteered at the homeless shelter. <clears throat> and I was like, dude, you know, man, this guy, you know, they burnt every bridge they had until nobody, until they were just on the streets, you know, fuck them. And he was like, Scott, maybe that's one out of 10. But he goes, nine out of ten are people that have mental health problems and they just, everybody has turned their back on them. 
And I'm like, wow, you know, it, it really hit me. And there's uh, something to be said. The government really changed its policies for mental health. They used to keep facilities where they were, you know, uh, they would treat these people, but I think there was some, I think one flew over the cuckoo's nest came out and it uh, kind of got bad. You know, a lot of these places got really bad press and instead of cleaning them up, they just opened up the floodgates and let everybody out. You know, and you got people, I, I give you an example, the guy that shot President Reagan, John Hinckley, uh, that was what, 1981? Uh, he's out. He's, I think he got out a couple days ago. He's living with his mama. Oh, yeah, that made the news. You know, they said Secret Service um, or like, you know, it might have been FBI agents. Right. He got he was able to go out in public even before I think he was completely released, like somewhat maybe supervised or not. He had some restrictions that I wasn't sure of, but they He's reported him being at he was he was able to go to like this coffee shop. But right close to it was a Barnes and Noble and they found him and they said they, they were they watched him in there. And what they said, he was standing in front of like. The, the his presidential like there's a shelf on the, the presidents of the United States and pictures of you know, all the and books and all and he was just standing there like just staring at all of them and they're like it was creepy man he wasn't doing anything wrong but that's that was creepy come on he's gotta want to yeah. take a look and see what history says about him he's a part of history but he's been in prison yeah. for so long that he hasn't been able to, to even, I don't know I'm getting off subject but the point is is that. There's a huge mental health crisis in, in this country, and they want to treat you outpatient with drugs. Just keep on hooking you up with more and more drugs and, and uh, just keep on coming back to that doctor so he can bill whoever the fuck he bills. And it's, uh, now we're seeing you know, there's just no place for these people to go. I mean, these people, you know, not everybody has the strength or the education or the genetics that you have and, uh, you know, got as lucky as we as we did. And, you know, it shows uh, an evolved, uh, what do they call it, an evolved civilization that is compassionate to those that are less fortunate. That's all I want to say about that. Fair enough. Let's cover one more. I know you got people to do. <laughs> I don't know about that. And uh, let's do, uh, yeah, I was just completely joking. Well, I don't know. You're, watch, we'll figure out that since your wife is out of town right yeah. now, that she actually listens to the show while she's out of town. <laughs> I will be doing I'll be doing a little dancing to Ziggy Marley, though. I'll be telling him to go fly <laughs> a kite. A All right, one more here. I want to talk, talk about number five. Um, we did talk about on the show before that uh, Scott's Miracle Grow did acquire Gavita Lighting. Uh, that's now the that's now the Miracle here. Glow Light, by the way. <laughs> Paid 136 million for Gavita, Dutch Lighting and Hardware Company, and then on Monday, uh, they inked a deal to buy as Arizona-based Botanicare. Ouch. So I was kind of surprised to hear that. I mean, what I guess what uh, what's our people might ask? So what's the problem? Why don't you guys like that, man? What's wrong with that? And I get, people, we were talking before, somebody's trying to make a correlation between, a direct correlation between Scott's miracle Grow and Monsanto. And what it is, is it's not, you're, like, you're right. You're like, be careful. I don't know. So Monsanto makes Roundup, correct? Yes. Yeah. But the, the, so the correlation is, they're not, I don't think they're, they're not. It's not the same mother company. It is not the same mother company. It is not. No, but Scott's miracle Grow is the exclusive distributor of Roundup, I believe. No, no, so I hell think- no. Roundup's been off, uh, off patent for years. That's why it's called glyphosate now, and you can get that everywhere. 
It's cheap. It's 50. It, dude, round up. That's what's so scary. Glyphosate is like 60 bucks for a two and a half gallon jug. And when you go to the big farm supply, you see pallets and pallets and pallets of it. It's like their number one selling product. So, um, you know, and it just the, the thing I think about these two groups is they're just they're the craft macaroni and cheese of our industry. And I, I don't know that they're super industry. And this is me, you know, talking out my ass kind of is miracle Grow is one of those products that you can make hundreds and millions of pounds of every year. You can store it. It has nothing to do with the way a plant should, should eat naturally. Um, it's just tricking the plant into eating. So it's uh, you know, I mean, it works, but it's uh, it, it's certainly not the, the way you want to, you, you would like to teach people to grow. It's certainly not going to, you know, teach yeah, any respect for the soil. But granted, listen to the show a lot. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say, but granted that what's that one that they have now? They've got that um, that black magic. Okay, black magic is black. Okay, Max. so that's at home. Or no, you're right. Black. Yeah, magic. that's at Home Depot, and that's a uh, organic soil made from food waste. It's like you know, real composted soil, and they did buy uh, uh, uh what's that called? Uh, Verma crop or something like that. <laughs> I think Vermicrop, yeah. which used so, to I be mean, on, or maybe they do give a shit somewhat, or, or at least they're diversifying where they're buying organic companies and has showing some respect for organics as well as synthetics. But the problem is that the real money is in the synthetics. That's that's where they, they what do they call it, scalability? You know, how much, I don't know how much you can, if, if I got two businesses, if I work for Scott's and they go, hey, man, uh, do you want to be on the Black Magic team? Those guys, we compost uh, organics. You know, we, we make our own soil from food waste. You got to deal with the food waste companies. You got to deal with, uh, you know, all, all these different you know, issues that, you know, because it's a, biologi- you know, it's a biological process, it's difficult, you know, it's going to be more difficult to do. Or you want to just go to the miracle Grow plant. You just take tank A and tank B and you get it up to temperature, you mix them together, and you got miracle Grow. Which one do you want to do? You know, the path of least yeah, resistance I mean, Michael, is going to the miracle Grow plant. I agree, and I, I guess if, you know, they're as a, if they had their uh, public relations specialist on the Dude Grow show, they're going to be like, hey, I'm on their page right now. Check it out. Why don't you just get Nature's Care from miracle Grow? Nature's Care Organic, man. They got the organic um, plant food, flower and plant food, the organic. The, so they got their hands in shit so you could, they can say, um, you know, look over here. Probably the most damaging, I'm guessing, product that upsets me is the Scots end of it with the, you know, the Turf Builder Plus, crabgrass, weed preventing, all this shit that, what, I don't know how many pounds, millions of pounds of that shit that's dumped on our earth and lawns every summer. Yeah, um, and it and it just, that's the stuff that's really killing our soil. And what it does, it just makes you dependent on pesticides. And then the pesticides stop working. You know, I was talking to my yeah, entomologist really cool friend bugs. who says that we're losing the battle. It used to be that we were kind of could come up with a solution for everything. And we are losing the battle at this point. It's bad. Yeah. Well, you know, it depends uh, on what, you know, how you want to do it. I can tell everybody out there that I have a fabulous back lawn. I don't have a lawn in my front yard. And I've never used any, I mean, any of that shit. You don't have to. It's just like we've been trained to. I love it how when they show... They have the commercial of like the perfect lawn. It's dark. It's like so uniform. And then there's like this one dandelion in it. And then the guy like walks up with like that thing. I don't know if it's Roundup or whatever. And he's all proud. He's got like the one gallon pump sprayer thing and just nails it. It's like, aha, you flower. It's like I've, I've talked about it before in the show, but it's just crazy how we've been in our brains. Oh, like, I know what you're talking about. He us. sees that dandelion. He's like with a vengeance. 
Yeah, they play like some victory music after he sprays it. Like, ha-ha. Yeah, I see that's a common theme these days is to go to war against bugs. Like bugs, you you can just war on them. I seen the Terminex guy. It wasn't Terminex. It was like some kind of bug company or whatever. And they were going to, they have a battle plan for you. They're going to go to war. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's obviously all money thing, man. You know, when they see all this, that we when we talked about, it, I forgot the gentleman's name at the Hawthorne Group noticed oh. when he walked into a hydro shop somewhere. I think it was in the Northwest, and was like, "Damn," you know. And the hydro store owner was talking to him about numbers, and he just started to do some research. And he's like, "You know what? We got to get into this industry. I'm going to throw 150 million at it right now. We'll go from there." Right. So I mean, you know, in, in one hand, if or no, I think it was actually, I'm sorry, it was like 500-something million because he just paid 136 for Gavita, right. $40 million for, uh, um, uh, no, I didn't say yet how much uh, the press release is. Yeah, I, th- I think it was $40 million. But, I mean, if they're going to do it right and actually really respect this industry and they're going to say, hey, you know what, we really like cannabis legalization and we're going to be your big guy, your, you know, Monsanto-style guy that fights for cannabis legalization because we want to sell you product. If all of a sudden we got a really powerful ally, you know, to go and donate, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to campaigns and say, hey, you know, I guarantee you that uh, Jim Hagedorn has Hillary Clinton's phone number. You know, I guarantee you they know each other on a first name basis because you know he's a powerful guy in this country. You'd have to. Yeah, probably one one yeah. call away. Yep, start making a start making weapons again. We need we need you to make bombs again. Okay, we flip that switch. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're good buddies. Vote with your dollars, like you say, Scotty. You know, but, figure out what you guys want to do out there. Yeah, but it's not that frustrating. As Devil's Advocate, what if we? You know. These guys actually are coming in and saying, hey, look, we get it. We got a new CEO. He gets it. He respects your industry. He's investing heavily in it, and we're going to be a good partner in this industry. We're going to be a really powerful, good partner. If you got a good company, there's a chance we'll buy it, you know, and uh, it just makes me wonder. You know, it really does make me wonder. There's a couple ways of thinking of it. If you want everybody to be growing their own, which really is what, you know, what I would like. I would like this, you to be able to get really high quality products, not to be worried, like your buddy said, about going to the store and having your license plate taken down and all that. You know, that's keeping a lot of people. We see it. We see that a, a lot of people are scared to have any affiliation with the Dude Grow Show because it's cannabis. You know, it's, 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 it's cannabis uh, specific. Think about how many yeah. people are scared to go into uh, uh, an indoor garden center, a really good quality indoor garden center because they don't want to be judged or, you know, they're, they don't want to commit to it like that. But if it was an aisle at Home Depot, they'd maybe grab, uh, you know, under the guise of tomato growing, grab some of that black magic or something and... You know, all of a sudden, more a lot more growers are exposed to it. So I, I don't know. It really depends on the intentions of the leadership. If this guy came in and said, "Man, this looks great. I really think this is a great market, and I really want to be a part of this," which it sounds like what he said, God, how can you hate the guy? So if I buy my organic products, if I buy if I buy all all their all of uh, Miracle Grows organic products, then is that okay? Is that voting with my dollars or not? You know, I was recently golfing with Jim Hagedorn, the uh, leader uh-huh, of Miracle uh-huh. Grow, and he brought me back to his marble mansion, and I really started uh-huh. seeing his point of view at that point. No, I'm just kidding. Gotcha. <laughs> No, yeah, I was actually, I was in contact with him too. I was trying to sell the Dude Grow Show for $2 million, and then we would just rep only 
only Miracle Grow products. Ah, Miracle Grow, Miracle Grow. That would be kind of funny. We haven't inked the deal yet. We have not. No, but as much as I want to trash these guys, and for a while, I I'm just like, you know, whatever. Fuck these guys, man. They're you know, I'm not I'm not touching any products that that, that they're you know that they buy. I wonder. I mean, they bought some good quality, legitimate companies. And I just wonder how they're going to behave in this space. We really need a big advocate for legalization. And think about it. These guys, if, you know, they're going to be paying money, they're not going to want to let, you know, craft and, you know, whatever, all the, you know, uh, big tobacco come in and, ex- and, yeah. and, and exclude us from, from growing. These guys might actually fight for home growers' rights because they stand to make billions. Well, I mean, considering how heavily they're invested in it, that's an interesting point where it's maybe it's like this is your uh – I don't know what the analogy would be. It's like somebody that you don't really like their their products, but you might like the fight they're going to put up for it because they're going to want people to be able to home grow. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, yeah, I was, I was exactly said. This might end up being our biggest home growers advocate. That that's all. I become everything I ever hate. Okay. Out of Scotty's mouth, Miracle Grow is the biggest advocate for home growers of cannabis. Did now. not say right. that. How could you? That's <laughs> never out of my mouth. No, I just just Let's put it in the bag, man. I know you. We, we both got some stuff to do. It's Friday, and uh, yeah, we'll be back Monday with. Well, I was gonna say what's going on, but I'm lying. Grow talk, guys. Get your questions and grow talk, please. Uh, go over to dudegrows.com, right on that center home page. There, you can click submit your question, put it in grower questions, and let's talk about how to grow your own dank and uh, not have to worry about all this uh, craziness. Yeah. Just go in your garden. Please hurry before out, the dude deeply. sells out to Miracle Grow. We have not inked the deal yet, Scotty. <laughs> I know you said it was, as long as we each get one million, we're down, no. right? Dude, anyway. I could go through one million in like a year, I think. If, if, you, if, you, if you just gave it to me, I don't know. I think I, I got to earn that shit in order for me to respect it, man. Can't just give me money. It won't, it won't go so good. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm out of here guys it's a flying car uh, it's a car that flies <laughs> check it all out at dudegrows.com and have a good weekend if you got it i got it i got it man i'm having a good weekend take her easy dude later
Thank you.